Welcome everybody to Common Sense Christianity. I'm your host, Ethan Foster. If you're new to the channel, leave a five-star review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. Um, and email me on commonsensechristianitypodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions. My, 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 ladies and gentlemen, do we have a very stupid episode for you today. Plenty of stupidity to talk about. I have been trying for the past little while now to keep my anger down in terms of the ignorance of and arrogance of other people. Oh, well, arrogance. We'll say that. I do not mind ignorance. I do mind arrogance. Especially when you do not know something. And when you pretend to know something that you really do not, that you do not try to understand. And you just spew out bunches of stupidity trying to prove a point. The angriest I get is with the OBS. Not even as a church, but on an individual level, which is literally the opposite of what I usually say. But it is something that is so detrimental to the school of thought and intelligence. And I'll give you this example. I have a group chat amongst my friends, and will not say the names of these friends for their own privacy. But I will redo what you said. I've decided to stay out of this, but one of my friends who is a Christian decided to stir the pot and get into the argument with two other people, which are of the LDS faith. And one kid says something about the Bible, saying not to take it out the ass, a direct quote. And then... My friend who's a Christian responds and says something about the stages of heaven. And then I say, because the argument we were t discussing is hanging out on Sunday, which is the Sabbath. I said, the Bible also says the Sabbath is on Saturday. And you ain't going to listen to that one, are you? And he says, in what verse? Oh, how convenient. Notice that he, he doesn't need to quote the verse. We're taking it up the ass for some reason. He, he doesn't need to quote the verse, but I do. Something that's a very, very easy and non-debated biblical concept. I mean, the Sabbath on a Saturday? Is that really what we're going to argue about? But see, the Mormons change things because they act like reality goes around them. Goes around their church. And they bend it. Everybody up here thinks, oh, the seventh day is on a Sunday. It's not. Saturday has always been the seventh day. Especially in the Bible. He says, and does it say that in the original Bible? Because that might be a translation mistake. Okay, so he just makes up conveniently some translation mistake that is in the Bible. Even though his own LDS Bible is not the original Bible, but it contains the Joseph Smith translation, which is not the original Bible. But, oh, very convenient. And I said, you really going to play that game, buddy? He said, just asking. Then the other LDS kid said, Ethan, you were wrong. Tis Sunday, because the seventh, he rested. Exclamation point. Oh, I'm just destroyed, ladies and gentlemen. Forget forget the years of research I've done into the Bible, the years of to the thousands upon thousands of years of Jewish tradition. 
forget every basic known fact of the Bible. Just throw that all away. I've been destroyed. I'm sorry. I quit this podcast. I, I had no idea on the seventh day he rested. And that seventh day was a Sunday. Absolutely idiotic. Absolutely idiotic. And this is a common occurrence. This is a common theme of stupidity. And I said, oh, dear God, it's clear Jewish tradition, uh, which is why they have church on Saturday. And the seventh day is on Saturday in the biblical sense. And then one of them responds, you can't just switch days. No, you guys have been the ones switching days. The Bible has been around a long time. The Mormon church hasn't. Conveniently, of course. And then my friend, who's a Christian, said, yeah, switch your religions day to Monday, Adam, so we can hang out on Sunday. So that's kind of funny. And then he says, you guys worship on Sunday, too. Ah, see, and there's the ignorance again. And then he says, so why do you work on and hang out on Saturday if that's a true Sabbath? And I'm, And if the Bible says that you shouldn't work on the Sabbath and focus that day on God. And I said, yeah, but that's not this, but it's not the Sabbath. And if you knew how the Bible worked, you wouldn't be saying that, which is true. The Old Testament worship day was Saturday, which was a Sabbath, but Christ's resurrection was on the Sunday, which is called the Lord's Day, which is not the Sabbath. We find our rest in Christ Jesus. Which are, he is our Sabbath. Because Jesus got rid of the Sabbath day. If y'all followed the biblical Sabbath, you'd stone people for working on their day, which God himself commanded us to do, and don't half-ass the Bible. I'm sorry for the strong language, ladies and gentlemen, but sometimes it's the only way to communicate these concepts to people. Stop playing games. Stop playing games with God's word. It's atrocious. And it leads many people astray. Stop playing these games. And then one of the Mormons said, but Jesus, it better than Saturday, so it's on Sunday. Really? Like, that made any sense. And then he gets on to me later in the chat for not responding to that. I don't even know what he meant, and I still don't. And he says, if God commanded it, why don't we do it? And so he totally mis uh, just goes right over what I said. Because, And I said, because he got rid of the Sabbath day at the death of Christ. The whole New Testament is about getting rid of the old covenant and the old laws and replacing it with the new one of Jesus Christ. And, he, and then one of the Mormons says, exactly, the Old Covenant said it was on Saturday, but they changed it. Yeah, they changed it by getting rid of it. Strange concept, huh? It's convenient. They don't stone the people. We'll, we'll, we'll keep the day, but man, these punishments that God says, we'll ignore those. Because that sounds about right, doesn't it, ladies and gentlemen? And then another Mormon says, but Jesus taught a lot of stuff. 
that you guys don't do, like keeping the Sabbath day holy. Again, missing the point. And you guys think Jesus is God. So didn't God command is do everything Jesus taught? So he creates a circular logic that's incorrect. And said his name, and then that Exodus, and that was Exodus 20, where God says, keep the Sabbath day holy, which is Old Covenant. I encourage you to read what Jesus said about the Sabbath and also read what Paul said about it. And I said, you continue missing the point. He said, I'm just asking questions. No, you're not, you, you belligerent ignoramus. You're not. Because if you were asking questions, you would be trying to learn. And I wouldn't do a whole podcast episode dedicated to your belligerent stupidity. If you were just asking questions, you would learn and change your mind. But you're not. I ask questions. And I've changed my mind. I'm an arrogant guy that admits his ignorance. And once he fills the ignorant gaps in his mind... He changes his mind if he realizes that he was wrong. But you don't do that, my friend. He says, I just don't think why you guys, I just don't understand, I should say. Why you guys think that you don't have to follow and do everything Jesus taught to get to heaven if you guys think Jesus is God. Who said that? No one said it. He made it up just completely. And why is it, and this is the fault of the Christian community, why is it that we say that our goal is to get to heaven? No, our goal is to grow the kingdom of God here on earth. Our goal isn't to get to heaven. That's the reward. That's the salvation aspect. But as joining the kingdom of God means we are working in God's kingdom here on earth. I said, it's fine to ask questions with more substance. I, I said... That's fine, but ask ones with more substance, because the question is an empty one. The old law was wiped away, which includes the traditions of the Sabbath. I never said that you're just making... I never said that you're just making stuff up, up at this point. And then the other Mormon says, See, but you never responded to me. He didn't say anything. Anything of substance. It was all random talk that I still get what he was saying. By the way, an open invitation for these two to come on the podcast. They won't do it. They won't do it because they know I will show them up. And I don't want to be cocky here, but I have the Bible. And I know it's in it. So when they start to talk about the Bible and state it incorrectly, I know what's in here to prove it wrong. Then I said, Jesus called himself I am, which is God's eternal name, which is why we believe he is God, because he said he was. And this kid says something that I feel almost blasphemous, but we'll go with it. He says, I am. He said, he could have said, I am the son of God. I need the context of that statement. I said, John chapter 8, have fun with it. And my Christian friend made some hype jokes to him, which was very immature of him. I sent links to talking about Jesus being God. In fact, for you guys that don't think that Jesus claimed to be God, I'll read some to you. John 10, 30, I and the Father are one. John 1, 14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. The glory is a set, only some from the Father full of grace and truth. 
And if you read the context of John chapter 1, verse 14, you read John chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, that talks about the Word being God. John chapter 8, verse 58, Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Claim to eternality and claiming to be the Almighty Yahweh. Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. John uh, chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 1 Corinthians 8, 6, Yet for us there is one God, the Father, to whom all things and for whom we exist, and one Lord Jesus Christ, and through whom are all things and through whom we exist, connecting them to be the same in essence. John 1, verse 3, All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Who is the maker? Oh, was it God? So if Jesus was making things, and he's the only guy to make things, but God was making things, what does that mean? Oh, but I'm crazy. John 20, 28, Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God, when he was seeing the resurrected Christ, brothers and sisters. John 10, 30, verse, uh, John 10, 30 through 33. I and the Father are one. The Jews picked up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, I've shown you many good works from the Father. For which of them are you going to stone me? The Jews answered him, It is not for a good work that we are going to stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, being a mere man, make yourself God. I have many more I could say to you, but I'm not going to. Because there's no point. My point is proven. He talks about the doctrines of grace. I won't get to it. It's a waste of my breath. Continues to argue over semantical arguments. Waste of my breath. Look at what we have let happen. We let the, the total depravity and total ignorance and arrogance of the Mormon church spread to these guys. We have failed to reach out. It's very, very simple to defend the deity of Christ. Very, very easy. It's a hard concept to understand, but in terms of the proof from the biblical uh, side and viewpoint, on who Jesus was, it is very simple. He was God incarnate. Very easy. One of the easiest things I could pull out of the Bible. Again, not being cocky. It just is. There is overwhelming evidence for it. So why do we keep hearing these objections of people claiming to be Christian, saying something that's stupid? Saying something that's stupid. When we come back, I'm going to get into this a bit more, and then we'll close the episode. We'll see you here in just a second. Hi, everybody. Ethan Foster here. Let me know how I'm doing as a podcast host. If you have any topic suggestions, let me know. I would love to answer and address the questions that you guys have. Make sure you follow us on Common Sense Christianity uh, on Instagram, and I'm going to try and start uploading there once I find time. I'm going to take 
some time off from work. I'm going to complete the book. I'm going to start releasing a lot more episodes. We may even be launching a new podcast. We'll see uh, if that happens. Thank the true and living God for every blessing, for every breath that he gives us, because he has been so good to us, and you ought to give God the glory, the honor, and the praise. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of the episode. So over the quick break, I decided to whip over that good old Book of Mormon. And y'all want to know what I found? And this is so great. The testimony of the three witnesses, the last sentence of it. And the honor be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. Oh, guess what it says again next, guys. I love this too much. Which is one God. Amen. Shall I read it again? I'm really enjoying this. And the honor be to the Father. Okay, that's one part of the Godhead, which is the Trinity. And to the Son, oh, we have two parts. Can we get a third? Can we get a third, brothers and sisters? And to the Holy Ghost, which is one God. That sounds like the Trinity to me. Oh, what's your defense, Mormons? I'd love to hear it. You know, the Book of Mormon by itself is not a true document, but it does represent Christian theology. Interesting fact. I haven't read through the whole thing. I've skimmed over it. But it does claim to have one God, eternal existence in three different persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's Christian. Talks about the grace of Christ. The only thing in there that's uh, that's not Christian, really, is when, uh, I believe it's 2 Nephi, great, saved by grace after all we can do. That's the only thing. So, my friends, what do you have to say to that? What do you have to say to that? Do you have no argument against that? Because if Jesus wasn't God, then your Book of Mormon is lying. I would love to hear the apologetical explanation of the New Testament, the restored Testament, the book that is comparable to that of the Bible. The Book of Mormon is a volume of Holy Scripture comparable to the Bible. It's a record of God's dealings with the ancient inhabitants of the Americas and contains the fullness of the everlasting gospel. The book was written by many ancient prophets. Oh, any historical documents of them? No. By the spirit of the prophecy and revelation. Oh, lovely. Their words written on gold plates were quoted and abridged by the prophet historian named Mormon. The record gives an account of two great civilizations, one from Jerusalem in 600 BC and afterwards separated into two nations known as the Nephites and the Lamanites, and the other came much earlier when the Lord confounded and the tongues and the Tower of Babel. This group is known as the Jaredites. Jar After thousands of years, all were destroyed except the Lamanites. Very convenient. And they are among the ancestors of the American Indians. Again, you can genetically trace that, can't you, brothers and sisters? And yet we haven't been able to pull... Jack crap. Nothing. Not, not a trace connecting them to Israel. But people believe it anyways. We have a lot of work to do, my friends. The ministry right now, I am going to stop BSing. I'm going to stop. 
I am going to be more loving. I have to work on it. But I am going to be straightforward. I don't care the hate that I'm going to get. I don't care. Christ has already, already overcome the world. I take great faith in that. But it is ridiculous how I keep seeing people fall for this. Every single day, I'm putting their faith in something that can't even stand firm for itself and leads people astray. We will see you here next time. I'm Ethan Foster. This is Common Sense Christianity.